Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here, April the 28th, just about 5 o'clock. Still got to jump into my own workout. I've had a little bit different type of day today during this stay-at-home kind of lockdown seasonal life we're in. And admittedly, if I'm keeping it 100 with you guys like I tend to do, I've had about enough of it uh, at this point. Not that I, I, I wasn't sick of it on day number one, but today is probably the day where I'm like, okay, can we figure out what's going on here and, and come back to normal-ish life here sooner than later? So hopefully we're on the back nine of this because uh, I'd like to be done with it because I've just had about enough. I know a lot of you guys are, are feeling the same way. I don't know where you stand on it. Again, I'm not a medical professional by any means, but uh, hopefully we figured out what we're doing and we can make some big strides uh, going forward because I see the impact it's having um, outside just the, the medical impact of it on people's financial futures and the stress they're feeling and all the things associated with that. And it's not, uh, it's not overly positive for sure. And so at some point, I don't know how you mitigate the damage one way or another, but man, it's... Um, it's not ideal uh, on the other end, the things I'm hearing and, uh, and seeing from people. So hopefully uh, we can keep this thing moving. But with that said, uh, being the glass half full person or glass all for person I am at this point in my life, I tend to make the best of it. And so this morning I got up super early, uh, cleared all my emails, all the messages I had to get back to quickly, did all our Insta setup stuff and those things. And uh my wife and I packed up our paddle boards, drove out to Lake Pleasant here, and went paddle boarding super early this morning. And there literally was like maybe four humans like on the lake total. Like there was a couple jet ski people and some boats, but literally it was, you know, it was like glass out there. Super calm, super chill, nice cool breeze off the water. Uh, pretty dope. A good time. Um, you know, got out before it was too too toasty here because it is getting real hot here now about midday but we're out there probably like eight o'clock this morning and it was nice man you know get some vitamin d uh get out get some exercise in just hang out with her which on a tuesday in my normal life when we're not locked down that will never happen like it the odds of it happening are like probably like zero 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 point one percent just for the fact of this my days here, how I create my schedule, my Tuesdays and Thursdays are like what I call my murder days, where it's just like I stack all of our people up, I stack up all my shit stuff, I just, I, I chew through it and I'm just like hyper motivated to get done. So basically on a Tuesday and Thursday here, I work from like 5 a.m. straight to like 7 p.m., sometimes a little bit later. Uh, and again, make a lot of money in those days, we get on a lot of phone calls, we set up a lot of deals, we do a lot of planning for the future. And so obviously we haven't been doing that for like I don't even know how many weeks. We're like six weeks into this or seven weeks into this. So, A, I'm not making the money, which sucks. But I do also get to head out and go paddle boarding, you know, at a time where there's like almost nobody around whatsoever. So we're mastering social distancing, I'll say that. But that would never happen if this season of life didn't spring upon us. So I try to take, you know, the setbacks and the shit and turn them into, you know, success and happiness if I can and that's going to be the, the podcast day and, and I'll go about this in a roundabout way but we're talking about like when setbacks can become success stories and that's what I'm driving at is like obviously you can always make a choice of how you react to the situation even if you're stuck in a shitty one and I don't share the story to, to be like oh my god you know it's awesome for us we can drive out and go 
you know, paddle boarding and do this. No, you guys, if it was like two o'clock today, I'd have been roasting because it'd be like 110 degrees. And so I have to go early, but we're lucky enough to live in a place where it's like, it's spread out. There's no humans out there. Like I literally would see 50 times more people go into the grocery store than I would paddle boarding on the lakes. So we're blessed to be able to do that. And it's super cool that I could do it during this, you know, shitty season. So there is a ray of sunshine in the storm is, is what I'm driving at. But before I dive into the podcast today, real quick, reminder, uh, our 34 Days to Fit program, you guys, is kicking off in, is it 11 days? 11 days. Uh, so if you want to join me for that and you guys are struggling on funds, I can probably shoot you a little podcast discount code to save you a couple bucks because I know money um, is you know a little bit tight uh, at this point for some people. But if you want a concise program to follow with us for 34 days straight through, we light your face on fire every single day. I'm going to share all my workouts inside the private Facebook group. We'll film some follow along circuits with my wife and I. And plus all the program videos in there are just face melters. I think my, I think I'm the first week of that. I think the work, my workouts are the easiest. And then Alexia comes on and Tommy and Nikki and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, we did it, did it unique in that program and I'm excited to rock with you guys during this time since we're still all at home. All you need is a set of dumbbells. So hit me up if you guys want to do that. 34 days to fit 11 days from now and uh, we'll all kick ass together and it'll be fun. So, uh, I'm happy to you know offer it to you if I can. Then again, obviously I'm going to keep pumping out all the free stuff. So you guys will see that like crazy. And a side note, I had some guy the other day, like send me an email back and like, try to roast me. It's like, oh my God, you're charging money for a program during a time like this. And I'm like, again, this is a business. Like we, we pay people here. Like the money we pay our staff here and people, this is how they survive. This is how they pay their bills. This is how they eat. This is how they buy clothes for their kids and shit. Like this is, we're providing them a life. And this is, this is a business. Like this is America. With that said, I kindly write back the message to the guy. I'm like, do you know a person who puts out more free stuff than we do? Like, and I'm not getting on a soapbox here, but I'm like, we literally like between Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Twitter, our email list, our blog posts, and our podcasts. I don't know anybody who puts out more free stuff than we do. And I'm not just talking fitness videos. I'm talking everything across the board. I think we do all right with that. But yes, once in a great while, um, we do have to run some programs and we offer them to you, uh, but you can keep consuming the free stuff. I just thought it was like, dude, like, give me a break, man. Like I'm, I'm not real salesy here. Like I don't try to be, but again, this is, I built this business, you know, from the ground up over 15 years. And so, yeah, it does take money to operate it, but sorry, off my sidebox on it. I just had to share that because sometimes people, man, would just crush you for everything. It's like, dude, if I could give all this shit away for free, I for surely would like if I had $20 million and I never had to work again in my life, I would do so many podcasts, you guys, and I would film so much fitness shit, and I would be like, you can come to the gym and it's free. doesn't cost you a dollar. I don't care. I mean, I would, I'd make people pay something because if you're not, they don't value it and they'll trash it and it'd be crazy, but I would be like, anybody can come. Let's hang out. Let's work out together. Let's be fun, but unfortunately, I grew, I grew up dead broke uh, you know, in the hood, so this is what we got to do, but back to today's. We're talking about when setbacks can become success stories. And I'm going to share two stories with you here real quick uh, on me personally. And then how you guys can hopefully turn this season into, you know, something positive. At least that's my hopes of, of where my ramblings take this. So, again, all the stuff here that we do. Uh, I have a great team. 
Uh, great support system, great people, great community. All of our clients, our athletes are amazing. If you guys didn't listen, if they didn't watch, if you didn't come train with us and do our things, there would be no Jeremy Scott Fitness. It wouldn't exist. I wouldn't make the videos. I wouldn't put out the podcast if all these people weren't listening and watching and requesting it. I don't need to hear myself talk. I don't need to see myself on video. I do not care. I know how to exercise. But you guys are what makes it possible. And my obsessive drive makes the machine run. It's the oxygen that keeps the heart pumping here. It's like it's the gasoline. If I wasn't this obsessed with it, there's no way I would be doing all these things. It's a gift and a curse, right? Like I look at it both ways. Like it's hard for me to detach, even on days like this when we're trying to get programs to run and things move, to go paddleboard for a couple hours with my wife and then obviously come back in here and still do all my work and work out. Uh, but, you know, I'm as cursed as anybody, right? And I think when you look at people in history, both good and bad, um, that's their gift and their curse, right? Like if you look at the greats, the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods, the Warren Buffetts, the world, they're obsessed with what they do. They're really good at something and they became addicted to it and they just went all in on it and they don't have an off switch. If you look at, you know, the best, you know, I don't know how you phrase this, like the, the best alcoholics, the best drug addicts, the best serial killers, all the Dexters of the world out there, they all, ha they all share the same traits. And, you know, some people use it for good, some people use it for bad. And, and the phrase we use in our coaching groups often is, and actually we have this module in our 47-day transformation, the module is called Where Your Focus Goes, Your Energy Flows. And ain't that shit the truth, man. Like, what you focus on in life, you tend to get. Not always. Like, you can't just, like, I'm not an affirmation person. You can't just wish for $10 million. You can't just wish for it to be 20 degrees cooler. You can't just wish for you know, this pandemic stuff to just all of a sudden be done tomorrow. But what you focus on in life, you tend to get. And what you focus on, that's where your energy is going. And so we can focus on, again, like this season of life, like it's the worst thing ever. Or we can focus on at least some of the positive things we can take from it. We can focus on, you know, the things that are joyful from it. Or we can focus on the things that are devastating from it. We can focus on the things that are making us powerful to get through it or we can focus on the weakness that's going to tear us down we can focus on all the beautiful things that we can see in it or we can focus on all the ugly we can focus on all the meaningful things or all the you know meaningless things if you will and i take the the focus part like talking like beautiful and ugly like there's a lot of people doing a lot of dumb shit right now a lot, a lot of selfish things getting into arguments doing hateful things and the hoarding uh, and the fear-mongering shit, like, in my opinion, like, the media, like, I just, man, those dudes are the worst. But I can focus on that, or I can focus on the beautiful things where people are being more helpful in their communities, while they're going to grocery stores for other people, while they're dropping stuff off at their neighbors, while they're standing in the place for others, while they're supporting small businesses, and going out of their way to do things that they may not have done if this had never arose, so... That's why I say where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you take some crazy dude like me, right? Like, what do I focus on? I focus on being healthy. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I focus on lifting. I focus on fitness. I focus on nutrition. I focus on my health all around. I focus on being mindful. Uh, on educating myself. And I focus on serving others and trying to help you guys the best if I can. If I don't feel as stressed as you, I feel it's my obligation and duty to come on here and help you how I can write the things I write, 
albeit I spell like a fourth grader, so if you can get past my spelling errors, I think you can find something of value in there. Uh, all the podcasts. My point is, I feel like that's what I should focus on because selfishly it does help me in a way, but I know it helps so many of you, and I thank you guys for the messages. I appreciate you more than you know. Your guys' support of our business and what we do, uh, it's been amazing. So please keep it rolling. I thank you guys for that. But if I look back on my life previous to this, like before I was Jeremy Scott Fitness, if you will, I would focus on negative shit. And I would consider myself, I would have been a drain, not a fountain. I was all-consuming, not producing. I was asking, you know, what could the world do for me, not what I could do for the world. And I would focus, not always, but sometimes on just instant gratification to some extent. Now, I would work hard for for certain things, like in sports, like that was my thing. I I would work hard. And I think from the outside, people would say like, well, Jeremy's maxing out his potential and he's working the absolute hardest he can. But I I knew I wasn't, right? Like, and that's a, a tough place to be when you know. Like, sometimes you're good at things and sometimes you work really hard, like 98%. But it's that 2% you didn't tap into that you know the truth of, man, maybe I could have been this good. And and sometimes, you know, when you know better, you do better. When I was younger, I ate like shit. I drank like shit. I stayed up too late. I was reckless with, you know, drinking and just my habits weren't what they are today. I'll put it that way. And obviously, I think sometimes it takes you being just young and stupid, naive and dumb and you learn from your mistakes, hopefully. Um, and then you become the person you're supposed to be. But you always have a little bit of regret there, right? That you kind of shit away an opportunity. And I'm not complaining and don't feel bad for me. I had a great life and, you know, come out of school with, with no bills and all that stuff is great and great relationships. And But you always know, like, man, I could have done a little bit more with my opportunity and my time if I would have known better. And I, I share that to share this season of life, right? Like, this is a season where... You can just literally wish every day to be over and and drink yourself through it and just be negative and focus on all the awful shit. Or you can take what positives you can find in it and work on yourself and make yourself a little bit better. Or if nothing else, you learn from this, maybe not now, maybe as we're coming out of it or six months from now or a year from now, you're like, yeah, you know what? That shit didn't break me. That was supposed to be the thing that fucking buried your business. That was supposed to be the thing that buried you as a person. But you know what? It didn't bury you. It just planted you to grow back stronger and be more of a badass than you ever were before. That's what I think some of these adversities are. And admittedly, this sucks. Shit, man. I hate it. <laughs> I really do. Uh, a lot of my friends, I, I can't even hardly read some of these fitness posts. Like they're posting like their gyms. Like they don't have enough money to pay the rent. They're going to send the landlord what they can and hopefully they get a break on it. Some of these people taking out these massive loans, trying to stay afloat. Like it's sad to see. So I don't like this any more than you guys, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, wow, it's all horseshit because I probably wouldn't have got to go paddleboarding today with my wife. I wouldn't have had that same opportunity or I wouldn't have taken it. And that is such a small thing compared to all the shit that we're losing. But I have to focus on the positive. Otherwise, the negative stuff's going to drown me. If the life raft is there of positivity of one thing, I'm going to grab it to keep afloat and keep moving forward, to keep staying positive. Otherwise, all the negative news and the shit and the delays and staying at home another week, another two weeks is going to drown me and I'll never get out from underneath it. I can't do that. That's why I say, you know, the small wins, you have to take 
seriously. Like you have to really focus on the smallest things. Like for me, it could be, you know, hey, you got five more reviews on iTunes. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. That's a win today. Like it doesn't mean I got 5,000 more dollars. I go, but that's a small win moving forward, keeping the needle moving forward. Hey man, I got seven more super positive messages today. Not the 14 sad ass ones, you know, the 72 crazy questions we always get, the 105, you know, creepy messages people send me, but seven real ones that were saying, thank you. This helped get me through. That's what I focus on. Those are the little moments. Those are the little life rafts. Those are the little victories that keep the fire going, that keep you guys pushing. And you all have those. It might be with you or with your wife or with your kids or something, but, or it could just be the weather. It could be the smallest gratitude moments that keep you moving forward. Now, I understand, you know, what I focus on, I'm going to get in life. And I know what I funnel my OCD kind of, you know, obsessive mentality into is what's going to prosper, both good and bad. That's why I say self-awareness is key for almost everything. Because I know if I watch the news and I read all these negative comments and I message and associate with negative people, it's going to tear me down and it's going to touch me. And it's, it's going to be hard for me to get out of that circle. But when I don't watch negative shit, when I try to be productive, when I try to help people and communicate with our clients and athletes and message our medical professionals and those people, and I hear their stories, it puts me in a good mood and it puts me at ease and say, you know what? There's a lot of stuff, information out there that's coming out that's like, I don't know. And then I'll talk to these guys who are on the front lines doing stuff. I'm like, you know what? Now I feel better about this. I feel like my thoughts are more in line with their thoughts. Man, these guys are taking the glass half full. I'm going to take a glass half full. So that's why I would say, A, what you focus on, you're going to get. But more than that, when you surround yourself with awesome people and you listen to positive shit and you read positive shit and you hang out in that circle, you tend to gravitate towards that. And even if you're in a crappy mindset, turn on the things that put you in a better mood. Listen to the people that are like, well, you know what? This dude gets it. That reassuring voice of sanity and of positivity. If by some means I'm that for you in your life, thank you guys. I appreciate you. I'll try to be that light for you. And so as I look back, like, um, everything like when you look at my life of like all the shit to the positive stuff and if this is another season of shit I know the way that I think and the way that I am and how I obsess about things and how I get crazy in my brain if I focus on negative stuff for too long I know it can destroy my life and I also know if I focus on the positive stuff and I keep moving the needle forward I can make a legendary life for myself at least in, in my eyes right and uh I know I'm in control of that, and uh, just knowing that is enormous for me. Just knowing that lets me know I can do something great, and I can you know, be a light for other people, and I think all of you are the same. You have a choice, and again, I'm not talking about like, you have to have a podcast that reaches a million people. You have to be, no, no. You can be that person for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your coworkers, for your friends, for your family, for other people. You can be the light of positivity that gravitates towards them. And when you create that ecosystem and that circle, now you're all crushing it. Now you're all winning. And if you're leading from the front or somebody else's, that's fine. Join the team or be the leader. It's up to you. And the reason I tell this podcast, you know, when setbacks become success stories when I look at all the the shitty things in life or all the things that didn't go perfect, in the moment it seemed like it was overwhelming and it would it would drown me and it would bury me forever. But like I shared earlier, it didn't bury me. It just planted me to grow to be this person you're listening to today. And the two stories I'll share super quick and I'll let you guys get out of here. One, 
like I got super sick, right? I've shared the story multiple times. In college, abused the shit out of my body. And so I got super sick. Partially genetics, partially me being a complete dumbass. And because of that, I started to feel awful. I started to have health issues internally, which turned into external ones, which turned into me going to like 50 doctor's appointments in like two years trying to figure out what I had to do. Long story short, stripped down everything I had to do with like an elimination diet from like ground zero. So like drink water, eat these three things and build from there, Jeremy, to see how you feel. And I went through this span of my life, like where I was like super depressed and just sad and like, you know, borderline like suicidal. Like, I'm like, how can I live my life this way if I feel so shitty? And, and, I, and I don't know how I'll ever have a job and I'll ever go back to normal life. And I'm like, I just, I felt so bad every day and I couldn't figure it out. And once I started to change all my habits, not drinking alcohol, not doing drugs, eating real food, getting quality sleep, making exercise a priority, slowly... I started to feel different. Slowly, my body started to come back. Slowly, I started to think differently and see things differently, understand like, wow, if I eat this way and train this way and do these things, I can be healthy. I can be happy. I can build a body that selfishly looks the way that I want it to look, but moves and feels a certain way. I was my first transformation story. I was my first success story, if you will. Now, I share that for the fact of, I thought that was the worst thing ever. I thought like my life was over. It was terrible. I don't know how I'm going to live. I just, I'm sick. They can't figure it out. It's awful. It's whatever's going on. And that turned out to be one of the greatest things of my life. Like laying on a bathroom floor crying because you feel so fucking shitty and you, you don't know what's going on and you're scared and you're nervous and it's all these emotions turned out to be the greatest thing ever for me because if if not because of the way I'm built right if it wasn't so extreme if it wasn't so drastic if it didn't freak me out that much if it didn't make me feel so fucking awful I probably wouldn't have went so drastic the other way and been like wow here's how I have to eat here's how I have to sleep here's how I have to think and train my body here's what I have to do to manage what's going on inside of me so I don't ever have to deal with those problems at that scale again so the, the worst case scenario for me turns out to be one of the best things because it, it got me into health. It got me into fitness. It got me into this life. And without that, I don't think you guys are listening to me and hearing me today because I wouldn't be so passionate about it. I wouldn't care about it as much. I wouldn't have got so obsessed with the science of it, learning what food can do, what proper sleep can do, what fitness can do, what mobility can do, what tissue work can do, what being friends with doctors and some of the smartest people in the world can do for you. So I went the opposite other way. So this terrible season or setback became part of my ultimate success story. And the other one I'll share super quick that's a little bit lighter. I remember when I moved here and uh, I was looking for a job. 07, 08 happened, a complete meltdown. Like you can't get a job anywhere. It was crazy. Uh, Similar to what we're dealing with now, but just different. I do feel this is worse, but maybe it's just because I'm living in it now, but I do feel this is like way, this is way weirder because we're all locked down and shit. And uh, I don't know if the, the financial impact might be worse now, which is crazy. But the point is, is like I had just got out of college and I'm looking for a job and, and nobody will hire me. And I remember I went to this one place and it was like a recreation director position. So like what I'm used to, like programming and sports and just 
you know, working with people. And I think it was like a, I don't want to say an, an old folks home. I don't know what's, what's the terminology, like a, an older living community, like 55 and up. So not old, but it's older. And uh, you would, you know, design all the sports programs for them and the certain things. And I thought that'd be cool. I'm like, that'd be fun. It was probably paid like 40,000 bucks you know, a year. And that, to me, that was like a trillion dollars. I'm like, this would be sick. I'm like 40 grand a year. I'll be fucking rich. You know, I'm like, I'm like 23 years old. I don't know anything. And, and, uh, I thought it'd be super cool. I'm like, it's like, it's Monday through Friday. It's like, you know, nine ish to five. That's fine. I can still hang out on the weekends with my homies, do all this stuff. And I went to the interview, thought they loved me. You know, I'm great. Why not? Right. Uh, again, 23, super naive. And, uh, got the letter like two weeks later, like, thanks, but no, thanks. You suck, dude. We hired somebody else. Uh, the letter didn't say that, but that's how I read it in my brain. And I was like, you know, not devastated, but it, it's crushing when like you have no money, you've been going on all these interviews, and this is a job that you, you kind of would have wanted, or at least you thought you would. And you're like, well, shit, now I'm not going to work here. Where am I going to work? What am I going to do? This isn't fun anymore. You're starting to get that sad kind of d- depressed feeling again. And I share that for the fact of, if that job would have came through and I got that, you probably wouldn't be listening to me today. I probably wouldn't have quit that quote unquote safe job making forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, whatever it was, to do fitness. I probably wouldn't have just walked away. Maybe I would have, I don't know, but so many things had to line up in this life for me to end up here today sitting in this seat in this building that we bought to help people become healthier and happier for life. It is such a road to get to this point. It was not a straight line. It was not a V. It was a winds, a twists and turns, and a lot of fuck-ups and failures along the way, and a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of shit that just had to work out for me to be here. But if I don't get sick, and if I do get these job opportunities, which at the time I really thought I needed and wanted, and it would have been the safe, best route to go, I wouldn't be the entrepreneur I am today. I wouldn't be the speaker I wouldn't be the author. I wouldn't be the coach. I don't think I would have became this person. And I share that not to make me sound awesome because I'm not. I'm the biggest fuck up you guys will ever meet. If you really want to go down the list of all the things I've done wrong and, and stupid things I've done, I just happened to do them probably earlier than a lot of people. So by the time I turned, you know, 30 or so, I, I had most of my shit together. But at the end of the day, like we're all just little kids trying to figure this shit out. I don't know anything better than anyone else. But I share that because I think when we're in a shitty situation, i.e. the season of life we're in now, when things aren't going our way, when we are uncertain, when we are stressed, when we do kind of feel our backs against the wall, we tend to imagine the future and we tend to see it more negative than it needs to be, especially in bad times. We tend to play out all the negative doomsday unrealistic scenarios that are going to happen three months six months 12 months down the road but we don't play out the positive scenarios of how we can capitalize how we can win and how this can make us better more badass and we can you know come back even more robust and be bigger than life and admittedly that's hard for me to do too right now in certain days because it's like you're hemorrhaging money, you're losing a couple clients, or you lost a deal here, or this got postponed and that got postponed, and you had forecasted that for your business or your life or whatever it is. And so then you get down this negative path of like, oh, well, what are we going to do in three months? What are we going to do in six months when we come back? What's it going to look like? I think everybody's having those conversations. But when we see these negative events, like 
it makes us miserable in the moment, but then it forecasts this miserable future that doesn't necessarily have to happen. And more often than not, it probably won't happen. We overestimate as humans how bad and how shitty we're going to be in the face of adversity, especially when you look at, you know, future events, destroying our business, destroying our career, destroying our life, destroying what we thought our future would be. And albeit this has gone on longer than I had anticipated, but again, I'm just a dude who does fitness. What do I know? But again, it's not like it's went on for a year. It's not when it it's went on for for three straight months or six straight months. And I don't know when, when the end is. My guess is we are on the back nine of it because economically we got to make a move, I think, to mitigate what's going on. I don't see how it's sustainable otherwise. But the point is, is we tend to see things more negatively down the road than they are when we're in a negative situation and a negative mindset. And when you're in your positive mindset, you at least tend to see things in the future as they are, maybe not better than they are, but at least as they're more likely going to be. We as humans were prone to believe uh, events we view as, I guess, at least I'll put it this way. We view events like the positive ones, right, in our life. And we think those are going to actually make us way happier than they actually do. Like the victories and the wins and the certain things. It's weird. Like when crappy stuff's happening, we focus on the future in this ultra negative light and we view the negative 90 steps down the road, which oftentimes don't play out the way we want to. Worrying about the problem was actually worse than the problem itself. And I knock on wood for many of you listening, that's the case here. That worrying about this problem is way worse than the problem itself. Like, God willing, bless you guys for listening to me, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be happy. You're going to survive. You're not going to catch some virus and drop dead. So the worry, the anxiety and the stress and the uncertainty is far worse than the actual problem itself was for you. And I think the same thing of positive stuff too. That's why I drilled on on that point. We think that these other moments are going to bring us so much more happiness. Oh, if we get this car or if we get this house, or if we rock these clothes, or if I win this award or get this promotion, or even honestly, if I take this trip, everything's going to be cool. And we believe like these positive scenarios are going to make us way happier than they actually do. When in reality, more often than not, they don't. Not that we don't get joy from them, but we overemphasize how jacked we're going to be. And you might be in the moment, but habituation is real and those things tend to wear off. So I share that just to leave you the simple point of like, We as humans are far more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. We're Americans. Again, some of you guys are listening in all different countries, and whether you're in America or somewhere else, like, your country hasn't folded. Like, we are badasses, dude. Like, we are far more fucking resilient than we believe ourselves to be, probably right now. And we made it through a lot of shit, man. And you've been kicked in the nuts and punched in the face a lot in your life, and you're still fucking here. And I'm going to promise you guys, you're still going to be here after this. And when we experience stuff that sucks, it usually ends up not being nearly as bad as we thought it would be. When we experience shitty situations, i.e. what we got to chew on at the moment, it tends to end up not being nearly as bad as we thought it would be. Now, again, it's not over, but uh, I think we're moving there. And uh, again... We also have to know when we get what we thought we'd want to make us happy, 
it doesn't always make us as happy as we thought it would. So I share that for the fact of if you worked at a job that sucked and you hated it, and now you're at home and you're not making as much money, that does suck, and it's not cool and it's not fun. I don't know everybody's financial situation. That wouldn't be cool. If I wasn't making any money right now, I would be feeling way worse than I am at the moment. But if your wish right now is just to go back to work to the same job that you hated and the same job that sucked and it was awful, I don't know if you're going to be as happy as you think once you're in the door after about two or three weeks. So I I share those very basic truths just to understand that, A, we are resilient people. We really are. And I know when we're in setbacks, we can get into a real negative mindset, but just know Some of those setbacks can set you up for these big-ass successes on the back end of it as soon as you come out of it. And again, when we experience things that suck, that are less than ideal, more often than not, they end up being not nearly as bad as we thought they were going to be. And so if you don't fill your head with a bunch of negative nonsense, I think you guys are going to be all right. And if nothing else, if you can somehow make this setback become part of your success story, or you can use it to learn and to grow. So when the next time something comes up in your life that's not ideal, that sucks, that is less than perfect, you guys can crush it. You can smash through it. Because A, you know, the saying goes like anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I believe that of this scenario like many other things. And I know it ain't fun, man, when you're in the storm. But if you can weather it, it's like the next time a storm comes, you're like, okay, cool. I got a rain jacket. I got an umbrella. I got some boots. Let's do this shit. You know, it's simple stuff. Again, nothing earth shattering here I'm sharing, but just the simple fact of sometimes the shitty things can turn into positive things. And even if they don't turn into overly positive, they're great learning experiences for the next time to make you just a more resilient, badass person than you were before. And my hopes is that is what's going on here. You know, that uh, this is not going to plant you, it's just going to bury you so you can grow and be more gangster than you ever were before. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Again, just a quick rant here. I actually have done a couple of guest podcasts throughout this. I was on my man Silent Mike's podcast yesterday, and then actually tomorrow I am hopping on a guest podcast as well with the people at Drink Down to Earth. I think we're doing that like 10.30 tomorrow. And I've been in talks with some of the people over at Precision Nutrition, And they've been putting out a lot of good stuff lately. So they have a piece on stress eating, which if you guys are interested, shoot me a message quick and I'll do another one on kind of stress eating and how to navigate that during this season because I think that'd be helpful. Um, I tend to go the other way and not eat as much, but I know some of you guys go the opposite way and eat and drink everything. So maybe I'll touch on that and uh, we'll do that in the next couple of days here. So, But again, if you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Hit me a five-star. Drop me a couple of comments. Truly would appreciate it. Share this with a friend or family member you think it can help. And uh, obviously, if you're on your iPad or your MacBook, uh, just go to the iTunes icon, five-star ratings and review. I appreciate you guys. And again, a reminder, if you want to jump into our 34 Days to Fit program, hit me up. I'll give you a little podcast discount code to get you guys in that. Again, we coach it every step of the way, all 34 days. It's fully programmed, plus all my workouts are in there uh, that I'm going to do every single day. We'll film those in real time, and I will share a couple of circuits with my wife and I inside of there, so it'll be fun. And uh, we'll chop up what we eat, all the different stuff, and we'll kind of all navigate this storm together. So 
I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Stay safe, of course. Stay sweaty. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell I did not comb my hair today. Uh, I do not care whatsoever. I'm currently in the, what I call, shelter and in place hair, which means I basically haven't had it cut in like seven weeks, which is a, a record for me for probably any of my adult life. So that's where I'm at, just like you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.